protecting their loved one. Meanwhile, a recent trip to Madagascar brought Wycliffe USA leaders face-to-face with church leaders doing Bible translation. A local church started translation work in four minority languages. Now Wycliffe USA is coming alongside to provide the technical support needed to complete and publish the New Testament in these four languages. Your prayers and gifts can help pave the way for all people in Madagascar to access the life-giving words of Scripture. Find your place in the story at missionnews.org. A service of One Way Ministries. I'm Dot Morris. I-Y-K-Y-K. Or, if you know, you know. It's a text abbreviation you use when you're in the know about a topic which other people may not be. However, there's one topic where Billy Graham said everyone should be in the know. So many people go to church, but they're not sure their sins are forgiven. They're not certain that if they died, they'd go to heaven. And you want to be certain. You can know for certain if you're going to heaven by asking Jesus Christ to forgive your sins and by making him the Lord and Savior of your life. Jesus can touch you tonight and give you a new life, forgive all the past, and give you the assurance that when you died, you'd go to heaven. Find out how to be completely sure you're going to heaven by visiting our website, findpeacewithgod.net. When you're there, click on Begin a Relationship with Jesus. That's findpeacewithgod.net. And it's from the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. WTRJ, Orange Park, Jacksonville. WAYL, St. Augustine. WATY, Folkestone, Georgia. Online at ilovethetruth.com. Welcome to the Mercy Minute from mercyships.org. Prince Eddie was a businessman who kept his briefcase next to his hospital bed. Inside, he had the usual stationery and pens, but also a photo of his new bride and his wedding ring that he couldn't wear. Prince Eddie was born with his ring fingers and middle fingers fused together on both hands. When he was a baby, he received surgery at a local hospital to separate his fingers. The surgery was a success on his right hand, but not his left. In fact, the surgery made his left hand worse. Prince Eddie grew up not wanting anyone to see his left hand. For 36 years, he made subtle modifications to common tasks to avoid embarrassment. But today, Prince Eddie has a lot to smile about. Free surgery on board the Africa Mercy corrected his left hand. After the bandages were removed and he fully healed, Prince Eddie was able to put on his wedding ring and proudly step into the role of husband. To find out more, browse to mercyships.org. Hey folks, welcome to SWAT Radio. Brad Sykes in studio this Friday afternoon, March 1st, with my good friend Jeff Dalrymple. And uh, we're going to have an interesting conversation today. One in three girls... And one in seven boys will be sexually abused before the age of 18. What can we as Christians do to change these disturbing facts? We're going to be talking about that with Jeff today. Jeff is the founder of ECAP, Evangelical Council for Abuse Prevention. Jeff has been my guest uh, a number of times. He has a... uh, we have a Safeguards for Kids tour starting tomorrow here in Jacksonville. 
And uh, I'm excited to have you in studio again, Jeff. Always love having you in, brother. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, man. You have a good radio voice, you know. Well, thank you. The Lord's given me a face for radio. So <laughs> makes blessed. makes two of us, brother. Anyway, uh, you know, had had you on and uh, Julie Lowe, I think it was last Thursday. Last Thursday, yeah. And uh, it was a, I tell people it was an interesting interview because you were in Anaheim, California. Julie was in, I think, Philadelphia someplace. And it was just a, it, I can tell you on my end, I don't know how it was on your end, but there was a big delay. Mm-hmm. I couldn't hear you. It, Not the same it, as being here in, in w- studio. Love, love having you in studio. I know you have been on the road for a little bit the last uh, few weeks. Uh, Jeff is a, he is not just a brother in Christ. He is one of my dearest friends. In fact, uh, Jeff and I have founded the Northeast Florida Christian Chamber of Commerce here in Northeast Florida. And uh, in fact, had a, had a luncheon yesterday with, um, um, Crystal Parker, president of the U S Christian Chamber. Yes. Crystal Parker. It was a great time. I love having people. Uh, show up it's such a good time to just kind of fellowship with people here in the community like-minded folks uh pursuing christ in the marketplace that's right yeah we just want to equip encourage inspire marketplace leaders to greater faithfulness you know asking the question and helping each other answer faithfully like what does it mean to work in the marketplace for the glory of god what does that look like and we, we shouldn't be doing it on an island, right? Just like discipleship. We mm-hmm. need to be doing it in community. Hopefully you're part of a local Bible-believing, gospel-preaching church. But um, the Northeast Christian Florida, sorry, Northeast Florida Christian Chamber is a place where Christian business leaders come together to uh, live that out faithfully uh, in the marketplace. Yeah, amen. And I, I was actually teaching this morning. Um, we're in... So one of the things, I won't get into it now, the Jacksonville Business Fellowship, which meets every Friday morning, and we are going through the book of Acts, and uh, we today we are in Acts chapter 5, verses, uh, let's see, 12 through the end of the chapter, 42 verses, and uh, we were talking about um, just the boldness of the early church and how, you know, these guys, uh, Peter and... Uh, the apostles were thrown in prison multiple times in the book of Acts. And even though, even when they were told, hey, don't be teaching in the name of Jesus anymore, they said, well, w- w- you know, <laughs> we're going to follow God rather than man. We're going to obey God before we follow man. And as a result, they were persecuted. In fact, uh, at the end of uh, that chapter, it talks about how they were the council had beaten them and then told him, now go away and don't preach or teach in that name. And it says they went away rejoicing that they had been, you know, had suffered for the sake of the, the, the gospel. And I was thinking about that even in light of just the marketplace in general. You know, we, we live in a time where we are silenced, canceled, whatever, you know, however you want to do that. But to be honest, I've never been canceled. I've never been silenced, at least not that I know of. Now, maybe on social media somewhere, somebody hasn't liked what I've had to say. But the reality is we still have a voice Mm -hmm. and uh, we, you know, freedoms that we we still have the freedoms to to speak the gospel. Now, I understand there are probably places in the marketplace where maybe your boss doesn't want you doing that. uh, And I get that. Um, But the reality is for those of us who have that freedom, we should use it. We should speak it and share the gospel. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I, I always love. It's so thankful, Jeff, for you and your 
heart for just the God, the, the body of Christ in general. And uh, anyway, I thought it was interesting since you're having this safeguards tour uh luncheon tomorrow i want to plug that today sure man i love to plug anything that's free too mm-hmm. right it's free it's parents free. caregivers ministry leaders go to safeguards the number four kids.org so safeguards for kids.org for more information 11 a.m tomorrow at the schultz center here in jacksonville okay so um can they is there a website they can go to yeah that's it okay. safeguards, safeguards number four number four kids.org okay all right. So, um, in fact, I've got uh, James Grimm. James handles all our uh, podcasting. He gets all our recordings up. He'll probably get this up. In fact, I, I just got a, a picture from James a little while ago. I'll show it to you here. It's uh, He's up in uh, Idaho Falls, Idaho. Look at that. Oh Mar- March 1st. Snow. Snow all over the place. So, James. We're nice and cozy down here in the 70-degree weather of Jacksonville, Florida. That's right. But uh, anyway, so uh, safe, uh, excuse me, safeguards. Number four. Number four. Kids.org. Dot O-R-G. So anyway, we'll talk a little bit about that as we move on. But uh, oftentimes in these first uh, few minutes of the broadcast, we talk about things that are going on in the world. And to be honest, in light of the fact that you were coming in, uh, we talk a lot about the briefing, Dr. Al Moeller, who's your former boss for 10 years, I think it was, up mm. at Southern Seminary in Louisville, Louisville Kentucky. <laughs> I have to be careful. You have changed my... Depends my, on who you talk to. Yeah, you've changed my uh, my uh, l- language or my vocabulary. <laughs> it is... T- tell everybody why it's not Louisville, it's well, Louisville. The, the locals say Louisville, you know, but it's named after King Louis, not King Lowell, you know? <laughs> I love that. I love that. Well, Dr. Moeller in his uh, briefing today, in fact, the uh, title really got my attention, Mothers Endangering Their Daughters. Front page report from the New York Times reveals the da- or dangers of predators on social media. And I'm not going to read the article, but I encourage our listeners, if you want an interesting listen or read, go to Albert Moeller, A-L-B-E-R-T-M-O-H-L-E-R.com. And uh, you can go to The Briefing, which is a daily uh, podcast, usually anywhere from 20 to 25 minutes long. covers a lot of the topics that are front page news and how we should look at those through a biblical worldview. But it was, in fact, Vicki was in the car with me as we were listening to this. And I got to be honest, it shocked me to hear of mothers right here in our own country who are posting pictures of their adolescent mm-hmm. children, girls, That's right. Teenage girls. Um, 8, yeah. 10, 12 years old, uh, what, what we would consider risque type photographs. Well, even the New York Times, uh, thankfully there's, there's no photo there, but this box represents a real photo of a nine-year-old girl in a golden bikini lounging on a towel. The photo was posted on her Instagram account which is run by adults. That's the headline in the New York Times front page. Mm. And it's a, it's a moneymaker apparently. So apparently there's a lot of money happening for adult men who want this kind of content. That's right. But that, you know, I mean, we, we have talked in the past about, you know, the, just uh, what's happening on, you know, around the world with trafficking children who would ever think that a, mother or a parent would traffic their own child 
right. into this kind of stuff. Right. But sadly, it's profitable. Oh. And so they're doing it. And uh, maybe they're just, who knows, they're justifying it for some reason um, in order for, to to profit. It, it's just scandalous. It's yeah. just scandalous. Yeah. It, um, I was, or, or, you know, I want to talk a little bit about your passion, ECAP. You guys are right on the front line on this. But, you know, I was thinking about Ephesians 5, 11 says, take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. I'm glad Dr. Moeller got this out because this kind of stuff needs to be exposed. And I know mm-hmm. that's part of what you guys do also. Mm-hmm. That's uh, right. Talk about, talk about Jeff, talk about ECAP. How did this all come about? Um, I think that's sure. an interesting story. So Evangelical Council for Abuse Prevention started to equip Christians to keep kids safe, right? And we do that first and foremost through Christian ministries. We've established child safety standards for Christian ministries, schools, churches, camps, any child youth serving organization. We want them to be the safest place on the planet for kids to hear the gospel and to grow in discipleship. Then as we explore going upstream, we we believe that parents are actually on the front lines of shepherding their kids. We believe that child protection starts in the home where parents are teaching their kids these principles, not panicking, right? Mm -hmm. Not freaking out, Mm -hmm. understanding that the foundation of child protection starts in the home, shepherding them in age-appropriate, developmentally appropriate ways, and starts with a Christian worldview. What is God's design for marriage, gender, and sexuality? We believe that, that that Christian worldview lays down a foundation from which parents can build upon. And that's really the spirit of safeguards. That's what Julie Lowe's book is talking about. Uh, she wrote the book, Safeguards. I'm holding it here in my hand by New Growth Press, Shielding Our Homes and Equipping Our Kids. And she's really our keynote speaker tomorrow at our Safeguards event. And that, I mean, I know having her on, she's a background in, uh, in counseling, biblical counseling. Um. You know, having done some counseling myself, I've kind of had my lane of counseling. But you know, who 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 chooses to go into that lane, and maybe that lane chooses you in the sense that this is a this is a real issue, um, and we've known it's an issue in the culture. But who would have ever thought it would be an issue in the church? Mm-hmm. And it seems like on a fairly consistent or routine basis, we hear of stories where churches, nonprofits, ministries uh, are experiencing this kind of uh, issue. Yeah. And I think, I think parents are busy and they're not, they're not typically thinking through all the details of monitoring their electronic devices and uh, teaching their kids wisdom and discernment. Certainly you've got to put those safeguards, right? Those boundaries on the kids access to technology. And it's not just what they're seeing, but also who has access to them through that device. So we can talk more about that, but uh, it really, really does start with parents who are on the front lines, teaching their kids, understanding their ch- their children's maturity, what they can handle. Do all kids need a cell phone? Do all kids need to do a sleepover? Um, are, do, you, do you actually monitor um, the access to technology such as Netflix, some of these types of things? And so really, really simple intentionality is really uh, what we're calling for with the Safeguards Initiative. Yeah, and I think all the things that are coming through technology, whether it's a smartphone or an iPad or a computer or, or the the television, in fact, it's interesting. Uh, Vic and I are watching an old series uh, we, we've kind of gotten into, and that's a British series. 
but it started back in 96 there's like 26 seasons so it was in and color it, it, exactly and it's so interesting we've had multiple conversations about the fact this was not that long ago and uh you know to think of what we are exposed to now or what we have access to and how dangerous it is and knowing you know who can handle what? And then we don't just put them all on the same shelf. That's right. We're different. Uh, some kids are different. Some kids can handle certain stuff and others can't. So That's right. Uh, we're going to take a quick break uh, and then we'll come back. I've got Jeff Dalrymple in studio with me. We're talking about the Safeguards for Kids Tour, and uh, which is tomorrow morning at 11 o'clock at the Schultz Center. We'll hit more on that when we come back from the break. You can call us if you want to uh, ask Jeff a question, 844 844- Seven 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 nine. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomnehl.com. Joshua 1.9 states, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Highway to Eternity Ministries is dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope. The ministry seeks to serve those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ's church. They use published works to teach God's word and share the encouraging testimonies of lives that have been transformed through God's power and grace. Highway to Eternity Ministries serves as a parachurch ministry that comes alongside churches to share its passion and commitment through spiritual writings, nuances, and experiences to everyone who has an interest in the teachings of Jesus Christ. For more information, contact Jeff Andrews at 904-436-5175 or visit www.highwaytoeternity.com. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a proud sponsor of SWAT Radio. The Florida Georgia Truth Network. Listen online at ilovethetruth.com. Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. Brad Sykes in studio with my good friend Jeff Dalrymple. Brother, love that song by Need to Breathe. Mm-hmm. Thank you for being a, a solid brother mm-hmm. in my life. I wanted to share this verse. Lamentations 2.19 says, Arise, 
cry out in the night at the beginning of the night watches. Pour out your heart like water before the presence of the Lord. Lift your hands to him for the lives of your children who faint for hunger at the head of every street. Thinking about the fact that as children, you know, raising these children, obviously it begins at home. And and you think about, I've had the just privilege of my wife and I raising five kids uh, who are all now married and uh, 10 grandkids and multiplying. Uh-huh. Yes. 10 grandkids, two more on the way. And, uh, you know, I look at that generation coming up and you're in the midst of it yourself, raising a generation mm-hmm. and, you know, all the various, no pun intended, all the various safeguards that need to be in place in a world that I didn't, we didn't experience a lot of those things uh, with my kids. My oldest is 35. My youngest is 22. Uh, yes, the latter ones, um, there were a few more little challenges, you know, whether it was, are they ready for a smartphone? Are they ready for a phone anyway? Mm-hmm. You know, and, uh, you know, when, when I was growing up, at least it was more, uh, you know, we were riding our bikes up and down the street till nine o'clock at night without know? a helmet. Oh, without a, of course, without a helmet, you know, <laughs> that's why I have chipped teeth and all sorts of things. But anyway, I mean, it, you're not that far behind me. You're probably mm-hmm. 10 years behind me. Mm-hmm. But think of the world you and I grew up in compared to the world they're growing up in. Oh, it's very different. Yeah. It's yeah. very different. Yeah. And it takes us being uh, wise, discerning, um, laying down that biblical foundation we talked about in the first segment, um, just understanding their Christian worldview, understanding what the Bible says about marriage, gender, and sexuality. And the reality is, is you can withhold a smartphone from your kids, but you know what the reality is? Is if they're in any sort of school district, any sort of school whatsoever, their friends have got phones. Mm-hmm. So are you really controlling their access to a smartphone if you're not giving them one? Right. If all their friends have right. one, right. and if they're going to a friend's house or they're going to a sleepover or whatever they're doing, they're going to have access. So we need to teach them the right principles. You know, interesting you brought that up. Uh, we, uh, there, I'm not going to call out this particular child, but it was one of my children who'd gone over to a friend's house to spend the night. And uh, and I know this family well, so there was nothing. Uh, but the, 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 the boys had gotten on the computer, and uh, they got into stuff they shouldn't have been getting into. And the father, by God's grace, discovered this and shared it with me. And, you know, it was those difficult conversations you had to have with your kids about those things. And, I mean, we should be more proactive. I think in many cases, especially even today, we're probably more reactive. Do you agree with that? For sure. For sure. Absolutely. Even, and I, I would say even in the church, primarily in the church. That's right. We are very reactive. And uh, sometimes being reactive means you can create a shepherding or discipleship moment with your kids. But uh, sometimes let's be proactive. Let's be intentional. Even, you know, some a simple rule that we have in our home is uh, none of our kids have TVs in their room. None of our kids are allowed to spend the night with the electronic device in their rooms. And uh, my wife sometimes will set up when we have youth events at our house is a, a phone spa where kids literally drop off their phones into a basket Love it. Um, so they can just actually interact with each other. It's radical. It is crazy. Do a puzzle, whatever. <laughs> but, you know, earlier at the top, you talked about this, uh, this New York Times article, a marketplace of girl influencers managed by moms and stalked by men. That's the, uh, the uh, stunning uh, title of this article. But, you know, I think another place to start, so parents should be shepherding their kids in an age-appropriate way. 
ministry leaders should be working to um, prompt parents and equip parents to do that very work, also creating a safe place for kids to hear the gospel in our ministries. But, you know, it also starts with us pursuing purity, um, Mm -hmm. removing the demand for this explicit content, not liking and following this kind of content and um, pursuing the Lord with with our eyes and with a pure heart and a pure, pure mind. Honestly, that's one of the greatest things we can do as Christians to lead in this area is to reduce demand. Does yeah. that make sense? Oh, absolutely. And yet here, in, in reference to that article of New York Times, is that, uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a market, it's a business that these people are engaged in with, you know, young girls. And yeah, I mean, it's just, it's putting fuel on the fire of an issue that's already a, a problem in our culture. And it has been for years. Uh, really, it certainly amplified a lot when the internet came into into the market, but uh, it's just frightening. Yeah. You know? The sexualization of our culture is yeah. really what we're seeing. Yeah. And in ministries, we're seeing an increase of a child on child and youth on youth types of abuse. And while I don't have data to prove this, I really believe it's tied to the accessibility of pornographic materials. Yeah, no, absolutely. Julie Lowe in her book, we're talking about safeguards, um, talks about five basic things that parents can do to protect kids from sexual abuse. Number one, teach kids developmentally appropriate views of sex, sexuality, and their bodies. Number two, instruct kids to respect their bodies and the bodies of others. Number three, train kids to pay attention when something or someone makes them uncomfortable. Number four, instill the ability to discuss hard topics without fear, shame, or embarrassment. And five, teach them who is safe to go to and when they are in need and you are not available, who's that safe adult that they can trust? Mm. Mm. Simple, right? Yeah, it seems it seems simple. That's the heart of safeguards. Yeah, yeah. Um, so again, plug the plug the deal tomorrow, the Safeguards for T- Kids Tour. Yeah, so ECAP's hosting Safeguards for Kids Tour featuring Julie Lowe. Also, One More Child, dear friends of ours based here in Florida, are talking about anti-human trafficking. And the U.S. Secret Service is coming to talk about online safety. So the event is, is free for parents, caregivers, so you're thinking foster parents um, and also ministry leaders. It's free um, 11 a.m. here in Jacksonville at the Schultz Center, 11 to 1.30. Lunch is provided. It's free. Um, uh, if you register in advance online, go to safeguards4kids.org, safeguards4kids.org. Uh, I know we touched a little bit on ECAP, but kind of what your how, – how did God lead you into that uh, – you know, Evangelical Council for Abuse Prevention. Uh, obviously, we, we talked about some of the, the the. You don't have to go very far on the internet to to hear about stories of abuse within the church. Mm-hmm. But tell our listeners how that kind of came about for you. Yeah, you know, it was really the um, experience I had working at Southern Seminary, working for Crossings Camps in Kentucky, and working in Christian ministry. I was just led ultimately called by the Lord to help ministry leaders know what to do to keep kids safe. And some of the reasons why uh, we're motivated to do this is, again, from our Christian worldview, realizing that when abuse takes place, there's heartbreaking trauma, life-altering trauma that happens to that, that victim survivor. And when it happens in a ministry context, it's heartbreaking for that individual, but also the reputation of that ministry and our witness before a watching world. So with four kids of my own, I want my four kids to be able to go to church, to participate in Christian ministries, free from abuse taking place. 
And uh, we realized that ministry leaders were ill-equipped. It's something they don't teach at seminary. They don't teach um, typically how to keep kids safe in that kind of, you know, these are risk management principles, basically. You know, how do we screen and train those workers on the front lines, school teachers and pastors and uh, child care workers? Um, Do they know mandatory reporter laws? Are they able to identify indicators of abuse uh, if they were to see them? You know, most abuse doesn't happen in a ministry context. And uh, if you actually go to our social media, you can hear a a heartwarming story also heartbreaking, of Shannon, who uh, shared her testimony here at the Church of 1122, was at a Young Life camp, and she was being abused at home. And a sharp Young Life staffer recognized that abuse was taking place, called the authorities. It was a difficult decision to make. They pulled her and rescued her out of that situation. And uh, she was placed in a Christian foster care family where she heard the gospel and today is following Jesus. Praise God but still a difficult situation, but that safeguards in action. I want you to hear, we'll, we'll post that link. Um, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll mention uh, SWAT radio here on Twitter and on well, social we can, media. Maybe we can even play it as it's, if it's a recording. Yeah. Yeah. We've got, we've got a recording of it. It's yeah. really powerful. Yeah. I was, you know, thinking about, and I know even with ECAP, because I know you so well, I know your heart is that people would hear the gospel. And so oftentimes abuse keeps that from happening. And, uh, you know, like I said, you know, it's when, when things like abuse of children happens and especially when it happens in the church, um, it's, it's a hindrance for parents who want to go to that church or want, you know, and so I think that becomes a barrier, uh, in hearing the gospel. And that's exactly uh, right. Thinking about this quote that Julie has in her book, keeping our children safe means we teach them God's way how he created us to live following him. Safety is built on the foundation of discerning right from wrong. In a world, you know, that's unquote, um, but the the reality is so oftentimes, depending on what our children are hearing, they'll be somewhat confused as to what's right and what's wrong. Uh, Just because it's out there doesn't mean it's right. That's right. And uh, in this world, you know, especially in light of the article we saw that Dr. Moeller put out today, it's uh, that's an unbelievable story, you know. Yeah, it's heartbreaking. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna post this video on social media, and then it, yeah, if you want to play it, we can. It's a couple minutes long, but use the hashtag Safeguards for Kids, and then I'm also mentioning SWAT Radio yeah. here on Twitter and Facebook. Again, give the plug for the thing tomorrow. Yeah, eleven o'clock tomorrow with Julie Lowe. Safeguards the number four kids dot org. Safeguards for kids dot org. Free event, register in advance, 11 a.m. to 1.30. Lunch is included. Um, learn about human trafficking, learn about online safety, safety and learn about uh, safeguards for kids from Julie Lowe. And this is sponsored by ECAP, correct? That's right. Evangelical Council for Abuse Prevention. Yeah, good deal. Well, listen, uh, we're going to take a break here at the bottom of the hour. If you want to call, we'll, the phone lines are open. We'll take the calls, 844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928. You can also email us your questions at brad at swatradio.com. That's brad at swatradio.com. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after the break.
With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Correspondent Norman Hall reports on Congress' approval of funds to prevent a government shutdown. Congress has passed another short-term spending measure that would keep one set of federal agencies operating through March 8th and another set through March 22nd. The extension of Ursa's shutdown for parts of the federal government that would otherwise have kicked in at 12.01 a.m. Saturday. The bill now goes to President Joe Biden to be signed into law. The short-term extension is the fourth in recent months. Lawmakers are voicing increased optimism that it'll be the last before Congress approves two separate spending packages totaling more than $1.6 trillion for the full fiscal year. Norman Hall, Washington. Also at SRNews.com, an attempt to serve an eviction notice has ended in tragedy outside Kansas City. Jennifer King has details. Police in Independence, Missouri, say a Jackson County court worker, Drexel Mack, was trying to serve an eviction notice when he was fatally shot. Responding to a 911 call, two city police officers responded to help him and were also shot, one fatally. They were met with gunfire. Independence Police Chief Adam Dustman. Officer Cody Allen uh, served this community not once but twice. Um, As an Independence Police officer, he is a hero. The suspect sustained minor injuries and is in custody. Dustman said the second officer underwent surgery and is expected to recover. Audio courtesy KMBC. I'm Jennifer King. Hundreds of people lining up to pay respects before the funeral of a nursing student found slain on the University of Georgia campus. A funeral service for 22-year-old Lakin Riley in suburban Cherokee County, north of Atlanta. She had gone jogging and did not return home. An illegal migrant from Venezuela has been charged. On Wall Street, the Dow had 57 points and the NASDAQ is up 180. This is SRN News. Back to Genesis with Dr. John Morris, scientist and creation researcher with the Institute for Creation Research. Dr. Morris, have you ever seen drawings of dinosaur-like creatures on rock walls left by the Indians? Yes, Chris, I have seen them, and they are amazing. People from every continent have drawn pictures and fashioned art objects after the likeness of dinosaurs. These predate our modern discovery of dinosaur fossils, proof that man and dinosaur lived together. Evolutionists, of course, dismiss these as fanciful dream tales. They believe that the amazing dinosaurs, with all their internal complexity and the DNA code, could evolve by chance random processes. Maybe it's easier to think that wind and water erosion produce these dinosaur pictographs on the rocks. I'm being fanciful, of course, but at least the back-to-Genesis viewpoint is consistent within itself. If you'd like to go back to Genesis, you can find us on the web at www.icr.org. For the Institute for Creation Research, I'm Chris O'Brien. Thanks for tuning in. I-10 westbound traffic's congested from before Chafee Road to US-301. On the north side, 95 southbound's a slow flow from Airport Road to the 295 East Beltway. The West Beltway northbound, that's heavy from US-17 up to Collins Road. Cloudy tonight with showers down to near 62. Tomorrow and Sunday, rain in 75. With traffic and weather, I'm Tom Murphy. Confusion and chaos. All those people. 
Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. Brad Sykes in studio this Friday afternoon, March 1st, with my good friend Jeff Dalrymple from ECAP, Evangelical Council for Abuse Prevention. He has an event that he's hosting tomorrow called Safeguards for Kids Tour uh, with Julie Lowe. Julie was our guest uh, last Thursday. Um, and um, Jeff, I we were talking before we went on the break about uh, this testimony that I'm going to have you share in just a second. But I was thinking what this conversation ties in closely with what Doug and I have been teaching all week on uh, from 2 Timothy 2. 14 through 19 about discerning living in a deceptive world and uh praise god we have god's word that helps us to discern uh but it's a dark world out there and uh, we we tend to think that uh you know kids in a church kids at a christian camp you know it's like christian everything My, my kid goes to this christian thing and that christian thing but there's darkness there oftentimes and there's a that's where the stark reality of the the brilliant hope of the gospel shines so that's, bright. Amen to that. And uh, and that's really where our Christian communities need to lead in this effort. You know, uh, to be salt, to be light, to uh, uh, live holy lives that honor the Lord. Amen to that. All right, give a little tee up for this uh, what you're going to play because I think this is incredibly powerful. Well, Shannon is actually going to be at our event tomorrow, uh, Safeguards for Kids, uh, with ECAP here at 11 a.m. at the Schultz Center tomorrow. But I want you to hear this story. She, uh, she first shared this story from uh, the Church of 1122. It's pretty powerful. It's her testimony, um, and uh, it's pretty powerful. It actually gets me every time. But she's going to come share it uh, live tomorrow. But uh, can we play it now? Yeah, let's do it. I did believe for a little bit of my childhood that what was I, I was experiencing at home was normal. I would come into school and my teachers would ask me, are you okay? Like, you seem a little off today. Or to be real, like I would come into school with like a black eye and my teacher would be like, where'd you get that? And my mom would rehearse the story with me of what to say. And that's when it clicked in my brain that like, that wasn't normal, that wasn't right. As I got older and the abuse got worse and worse, I was able to tell my mom like straight to her face, like, this is not right. What's happening is not okay. Regardless if you have both parents or not, they're supposed to protect you from the scary things at night. They're not supposed to be the scary things at night. So I went on a Young Life trip to Colorado. I had been attending Young Life for about two years. I got to go on this trip and that was the moment where I heard the Holy Spirit loud and clear in my head of sitting in a little disciple group. I surrendered my life to the Lord and he was like, tell them. The Lord was like, tell them the truth, like tell them what's going on. And I finally opened up to some abuse that was going on at home. And from there on, my whole world changed. I did have this calming peace that it was gonna be okay. That was probably the biggest moment in my life where I had to learn my faith has to be stronger than my fear. I went to the trip, being in my dad's custody. I left the trip in state's custody. I went to a group home for a couple weeks before I was placed with the family. I very well believe in my whole heart that if I would have went home to live with my dad, I would not have made it. I would not be alive. When I first went into foster care, I did have um, a temporary family. I lived with them for about three to four weeks and they actually ended up getting shut down. That's when my forever family showed up at the door and they picked me up 
and help me pack my things and put me in the car. One of the reasons, if not the main reason, of why they are my foster parents forever is because when I went to that Young Life camp, um, my aunt, which is my foster mom's sister, was a Young Life leader. So she, I'm guessing, called up my mom one day and was like, hey, there's this wonderful girl. She's about to get ripped out of a home. She just went in three weeks ago. Like, what are we going to do? And my foster mom just talks about how she felt so called by the Lord to let me in her home. Like, this is what the Lord is calling me to do. And if it weren't for my mom listening to that call, I wouldn't be with them. I feel like my relationship with the Lord would be a lot different. People who aren't blood related to me don't know me from Adam, chose me and chose to help me build a future for myself. It's something where at my age now, I can thank, thank, thank the Lord. Like there's no other way to explain my life, what I've been through without physically seeing the Lord in it every step of the way. I'm just so thankful to be able to hear his voice time and time again of like, keep going. And that's the story of safeguards, mm. Christians on the front lines, caring for people, living up the gospel, sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. And uh, it's really powerful. That's Shannon's story. Praise the Lord. Yeah, that is that is an amazing story. Uh, sad on one hand, victorious on the other. That's right. And uh, you realize how, how fortunate we are to have families who foster, who are willing to come and rescue. I mean, that's really what it is. I think it's rescuing these right. kids. And it's a picture of the gospel, right? It is absolutely a picture of the gospel. You're absolutely right. Well, so she's going to be speaking tomorrow. Yeah, she's going to share that testimony and uh, maybe a little bit more with us, along with Julie Lowe and uh, our friends at One More Child, talking about human trafficking and the problem there. Um, but really with, with the safeguards, we're trying to equip parents, caregivers, and ministry leaders with biblical wisdom from a Christian worldview. How do we talk about these different dangers and threats in the world without turning to safetyism, right? We don't mm. want safety to become a new God that we're exactly. worshiping, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so we're trusting the Lord. We're being faithful to raise up our kids in the nurture and admonition of the Lord and his word, right? Being able to understand what is a Christian worldview? What is, what, what's going on in the world? Why is it so broken? And having an answer as well as the hope that God's given us in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Mm, that is so good. Uh, you know, I, I was, you realize the headlines of these days, especially over the last week or so with this, uh, you know, murder that happened in Athens, Georgia, of a sweet college girl up there. And I mean, there's always been dangers around, but so often we don't, you know, we don't hear of these kind of stories that you're talking about. I mean, they're, they're hidden under the, the in the fourth page of the newspaper or wherever but i mean you're you're traveling all over the country and all over the world really to share what ecap is doing um correct yeah that's right yeah through some of our ministry partners awana acsi um word of life has been fantastic just got back from argentina uh, working with word of life to help them create safe places for kids to hear the gospel and their forest for us operations but they've got 80 camps around the world uh, that we're being invited in to help uh, help them think about child protection as well. In response, being able to help Christians respond when abuse takes place. Mm -hmm. um, how to see it. That's right. How to recognize it, where to go to report it. Um, here in Florida, you know, a mandatory reporter is anyone that suspects abuse has taken place. You have a responsibility 
to to file a report with Department of Children and Family, DCF. This is the the state agency in Florida. Every state's got a different agency. They use different acronyms, but Department of Children and Family Services. And that's really Romans 13 in action. We believe that God instituted the family, the church, government. The purpose of government, according to Romans 13, is to protect people. So when we... Yeah, they're ministers. That's exactly yeah. right. And uh, wielding that sword uh, for good, right? Uh, they're not always perfect at doing it. And maybe even some listening now are on the front lines as uh, public safety workers, law enforcement, firefighters, EMS. Um, but we, as Christians, are called to uh, report that abuse. I believe when that takes place and you see those indicators, you need to uh, report it. If you see something, say something. Yeah. Well, I think you mentioned it, safetyism. <laughs> That's an interesting idea because it, you could see how that could happen. We Absolutely. can become so overly cautious. We pray about safety all the time. Exactly. It's not necessarily wrong. Yeah. Uh, but we don't want that to replace, you know, that trust we have in the Lord. And um, we are called. There is there is an aspect of danger and risk to just live in the world. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. We're not called to just button up and, and just stay at home. You know, mm -hmm. we're called to be out in the world and yet to be wise and to yeah. be discerning. Yeah. It never goes away, by the way. When your kids go out of the house and get married— you still get concerned over them, you know, because that's what God's put that in our heart. You know, there's there's that stewardship responsibility that we have as parents, but even as uh, people, Christians in the community, we're we're to be the light in the dark places. Well, I think it's also rooted in the fact that we believe every human life is precious. Yeah. Right. Made in the image of God called to worship. Right. That's what we're called to do mm -hmm. as human beings is to worship God. But then Genesis 3 happened, and we yeah. have a broken world. It's the yeah. gospel that reorients our life to do what we were created to do, which is to worship God. Well, and that's what's so beautiful about that, what you just played, is yeah. it's Genesis 3. I mean, it's it's the fall of world. It's the fall of mankind. and and But, you know, God has given us the ministry of reconciliation. He right. he he, uh, he gives us the blessing of his word, the, the gospel, the euangelion, to declare to those who are in darkness and uh and i think what you guys are doing in safeguards for tour you know the safeguards for kids is let's let's break those barriers down mm -hmm. so that that next generation can hear the gospel mm -hmm. and uh, we're going to take one more break and uh then we'll come back talk a little bit more about the tour what's on your agenda what's coming up and uh, hope you'll uh, come back and join us after the break if you want to call this last segment you're always welcome 844-777-7928. If you have a question for Jeff, I'm sure he'd love to take your call. You can also email me at brad at swatradio.com. Again, brad at swatradio.com. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after the break. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation.
SWAT Radio is brought to you in part by Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. is a full-service sales door and window installation company. Both of the owners are licensed contractors and are involved in the daily operations of the company. All of their trucks are company-owned and fully equipped. Their mission is to provide Jacksonville and the surrounding area with door and window replacement services. To learn more, call 904-701-3667. That's 904-701-DOOR. Or online at www.acedoor.com. 91 FM, the truth. If you've been walking the same old road for miles and miles, if you've been hearing the same old voice of the same old lies, if you're trying to feel the same old holes inside, there's a better life. There's a better life. If you got pain, he's a pain taker. If you feel lost, he's a Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. Brad in studio this Friday afternoon, March 1st, with my good friend Jeff Dalrymple, founder of the Evangelical Council for Abuse Prevention. And uh, Jeff is also the co-founder uh, of the Northeast Florida Christian Chamber of Commerce. And uh, I'm glad to partner with him. He's a dear brother. And, uh, man, I've missed you. I mean, I saw you yesterday most of the day, but you've been gone for a couple of weeks. That's right. I was traveling most of February. Yeah. The Lord gave us some great opportunities, California, Texas, Argentina, all over Florida. Yeah, it's been great. Good, well, good opportunities. I missed you, too. I know. I want to invite our our listeners, if you want to call in, 844-777-7928. We'd love to take your calls as we discuss this uh, Safeguards for Kids tour that's going on. Obviously, in Jacksonville tomorrow. Where else are you guys going? Yeah, so we're in Jacksonville, Orlando next weekend. Uh, we're going to be in Kansas City on April 6th. And then in the fall, we'll be in Tampa, Washington, D.C., and Dallas, Texas. We've got an abbreviated version hosted by our friends at Truth78 on April 4th. You can go on and register for a free webinar with Julie Lowe. And then we'll broadcast that September 21st. September 21st is the kind of grand finale of the tour, and that will be broadcast from Dallas Baptist University. Oh, right. That's well, right. DBU, that's where yeah. my son went. Yeah. Uh, listen to this. Paul Tripp says this in this introduction to Julie's book, Safeguards. The best word for the role of a parent is an ambassador. An ambassador represents the one who sent him or her. Parenting is not first about what we want for our children or what we want for from our children, but what God has for them and requires from them. In everything you do, in all the little moments as you parent, you are representing the one who sent you. Mm, love Paul Tripp. It's fantastic. I uh, I wanted to pull up. In fact, uh, I was listening, I think last Thursday when we had Julie online, had I had been listening to a podcast that she was on. And uh, I think it's the podcast, uh, is it this versus that? Yeah, that's right. Anchored Hope. Um, great ministry, this versus that. She does a great job talking about parenting there. Well, they're, they're, the one in particular I just thought was so powerful, and I'm, I'm going to see if I can find it. Well, he, but do you have it handy there? Well, I've got something else. Okay. I can buy you some time. Let's he, do it. Julie says, keeping our children safe means we teach them God's ways, how he created us to live following him. Safety is built on the foundation of discerning right from wrong. And knowing good from evil, right from wrong, is primary. Safety skills are secondary. Mm. Yeah, she does a good job. 
Well, you, you you said something just a minute ago. It made me think of something she said on that that uh, podcast. This versus that, yeah, yeah. Of the this, yeah, yeah. Anyway, it was so good. I just uh, I think I sent that out to all my kids and said, "Man, where was this thirty years ago?" And I think one of the things we were talking about last week, even when I had her on, was how important it is as parents. Uh, and I love that term that Trip uses, uh, ambassadors. Mm-hmm. You know that. You know, when you think about an ambassador, a U.S. ambassador, mm-hmm. what what is his job? You know, it's to go to a foreign land represent, and, and represent yeah. the, his country. And we're we're ambassadors for Christ, right? right that's we're, right. We're aliens in a foreign land. Yeah. yeah. And, and what is our role as ambassadors? We're to go and uh, rep, we, we represent peace, really. Uh, that's why we go. And as ambassadors, we go on behalf of our king, king jesus and uh but I, I was thinking about the importance that julie talked about in that podcast uh just about the importance of parents not just owning it but in acknowledging we're gonna make mistakes i don't know if you've ever done that before oh my goodness i make mistakes every day <laughs> we teach our kids all the time that the difference between a um a christ follower and an unbeliever is not perfection but it's repentance and yes. so that means taking responsibility, owning my sin, taking mm-hmm. responsibility for my mistakes and making it right. Yeah. Sometimes that oftentimes it requires saying, I'm sorry, please forgive me. Yeah. Amen. I mean, amen. I, I've told my kids many times when I would have to go back and apologize for my behavior. Maybe it was something I said, something I did, something they saw in me. And, uh, you know, it's a good thing. I have a wife who even brings that up every once in a while says, Hey, you might, you did this, you might want to go do that. And I would often tell them not as an excuse, but simply to say, Hey, this is my first shot at parenting and your dad's <laughs> going to make some mistakes. And I made a mistake yeah. and I was wrong. And in, boy, that's beautiful. Just the, the importance, not perfection, but repentance. repentance. And, uh, we, we talk about it here at SWAT a lot. It's, we're, we don't, we're not behind these mics cause we're perfect. You know, it's not about perfection. It's about direction. Mm-hmm. Is our life reflecting Christ? Am I on a daily basis being transformed or conformed into the image of Christ? Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember, I think it was uh, Chapman, Gary Chapman said uh, said that uh, his kids were one of the greatest instruments or greatest tools in the hand of God to shape in, him into the man that he was called to be that marriage right yes that in marriage I, I say that oftentimes my wife is probably the outside of god's word and god's spirit she's been the greatest instrument in god's hands to conform this this, this wretched guy over here this is getting yeah. personal Brad. isn't it yeah yeah we like to do that here at swat radio <laughs> always warn people when they come into studio hey you're gonna get in studio with me we're gonna get real it's gonna be messy yeah it is but isn't that true ministry is messy yeah. Right. Well, isn't that the problem with social media is that we start to think that um, on social media, everything and everybody's got it all together. It's all perfect. It's Ugh. like this this um, idealistic, you know, utopia or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that's exactly I, I used to call it. Uh, well, I think it was I think it was Rush Limbaugh used to call it fake book, you know, oh, yeah. not, not Facebook, but fake book. fake book. I call it the trophy case of your life. It's like the only things you're going to see on there are the things I'm super proud of. And, and boy, can that be damaging to, to children? Cause kids are doing the same thing, mm-hmm. you know? 
I mean, heck, when you see, you know, I, I see young girls, not, I'd say young women in their 20s getting all sorts of cosmetic things happening to their face. You're like, why? You know, I don't get that. But I think a lot of that has to do with we live in a world of comparisons. Image, yeah. Keeping up with the Joneses. Yeah, yeah. How do we constantly stay old? That will never satisfy. <laughs> yeah, no, I know what you meant. Yeah. That'll never satisfy, right? Like there's always more. It's just like the same for us guys pursuing, you know, money or career or whatever status. Mm-hmm. And it becomes insatiable. Yeah. We've got to find our complete joy and satisfaction in Christ. Yeah. You think about where Paul says, I, I've learned the secret. <laughs> he, he, he calls contentment a secret. It's I've learned the secret of being filled and going hungry, both mm-hmm. of having abundance and little and suffering need. That's right. And that's where, you know, we, we love that verse. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what it's about. Got to, got to put that in context because with Christ, we can be content. We are to be yeah. content. I think of Piper's great book, uh, Don't Waste Your Life, oh, where he goodness. says, God is most glorified when we are most satisfied in him. That's right. And I think as parents, as fathers, as husbands, man, what a blessing that God has given us children to steward. And as we said a little while ago, I'm, my kids have totally been an instrument in God's hands to shape me far from perfect. I'm thankful. Love Paul's words that I'm confident of this, that he began a good work and you will bring it to completion. Yes. I am still in the works. Me and, too. Uh, yeah. And I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for whether it's people like you, I'm thankful for his word, his spirit, my wife, my kids, the church, um, that's shaping me and molding me. You know, our friends listening on the radio may be familiar with the construction on San Pablo road here in Jacksonville. Well, it's that's, a mess. that's a picture of Jeff's life. <laughs> Pardon the dust. A lot of barriers around. <laughs> that, that's sanctification as yeah. the Lord's working on me. Thanks for your grace. Love that. Love that. I was, uh, I don't know if you've been downtown since the Doro building caught fire. We uh, had a client in town the other day and I, I, I completely forgot that this is a building that was like eight stories uh, right downtown by our stadium that they were literally days before people are going to move into the mm-hmm. building brand new and it catches Sad. fire and burns down. But uh, there's a building next door that they've had to abandon that building for fear of, you know, there being a collapse. That's, oh, wow. that's my life. You know, don't get too close. <laughs> this may rub off on you. <laughs> Lord help us. That's why we need patience and grace every single oh, day as man. we follow Jesus. Isn't that the truth? Yeah. But, uh, maintaining that uh, time in the word, and uh, being a part of a local Bible-believing, gospel-preaching church and having good friends like you, Brad Sykes. Oh, I'm brother, thankful for you. Brother, I'm, I'm so thankful for you, thankful for Doug. I, Doug is, uh, in fact, Doug is going into your neck of the woods, your old neck of the woods. He's going to be out at the Shepherd's Conference next week Shep-Con, yeah. out in uh, California yeah. yeah, at John MacArthur's church. And uh, I'm going to miss him around here, but uh, he and I get, you know, just like you and I in here right now, getting to chat it up and enjoy each other's company and challenge one another. And, uh, in fact, uh, if you're not in a Bible believing church, as Jeff just said, man, get in one, get into a church, a Bible study is not a church. The Christian chamber is not a church, you know, whatever spiritual thing you're involved in, that's not a church. And, and check your consumerism at the door. Oh, I mean, man. 
that's that's what's tough about our American culture these days is you want to go in and you you want this perfect experience, but realize that being committed to a local church is just as much about you receiving something as you giving something as well, mm. right? Mm. Oh, amen. I remember. Did you? Oh, you know, you read Greg Gilbert's book, What Is the Gospel? Oh, yeah. I think it's in it's that book. In maybe. Louisville. Yeah, that's right. Oh, he was. Wasn't yeah. He? Third Avenue. I was. Day. I was thinking about. Uh, I think it's something he wrote in that book about somebody he went to school with, went to, was in seminary with, who would show up to church. He would miss the the worship, the music. He would only show up for the sermon, and then he would leave after the sermon was over. And he challenged his friend, "Hey, you know, we don't come to church just to consume. That's right. 